coming up, he is one of the rising stars in the game of podcasting and MLB content. And not only that, he used to be on MLB Fan Cave. And he's coming to get this work. And it starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Work. I'm your host, Rompe. And today, we have a very special guest. A rising star in MLB content creation and podcasting. This guy loves his Nets, he loves his Yankees, and he's from the Jersey Shore. I mean, I couldn't put it any better myself. But above all else, he used to be on MLB Fan Cave. And I don't know how many people remember that. But that used to be one of the coolest things that MLB came up with. But today, we're going to talk to Keith McPherson. All right, we're here with Keith McPherson. I said it right, right? McPherson, right? Yeah. Yes, Keith McPherson uh, of the Pinstripe Strong podcast, also of Talking Nets by John Boy Media, right? Yeah, I got it right. All right, perfect, yeah, perfect. You on it? You on it? That's a hundred percent correct. Thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I appreciate it. Um, but I want to start this off. I want to kind of throw you a curveball. Um, because back, I don't remember what year it was, but when Major League Baseball did that fan cave thing, right? I know I saw a familiar face because I know the first time I saw you, I'm like, yo, this guy looks so familiar. Like I seen him somewhere, and then I listened to one of uh, Joe McFly's podcast and there you were and you, you know, you were talking about how you did the MLB fan cave and stuff like that. So let's start there, man. How was that experience? What was that all like? I mean, honestly, bro, uh, I wouldn't probably be on the podcast that I'm on doing what I'm doing now. If I wasn't selected for the MLB fan cave, that experience was life-changing and uh it took me from being you know a kid in the jersey shore area that would root for the yankees and watch the yankees and tweet about them a little bit um go to a couple games a year really just like i could only afford to go to like one game a year back then but it took me from you know being in my local area to putting me smack in you know new york city meeting players every week, celebrities every week, and also living and working with other fans from across the country. So the fan cave had me as the New York Yankee fan, but we had a Dodgers fan, a San Francisco Giants fan, uh, Cubs and White Sox out of Chicago, uh, Boston Red Sox, Miami Marlins, and another Mets fan. So we had other teams and everybody was super talented. Everybody's you know good on camera, good on the mic, good at social media. And we were just watching baseball every single day, creating gifts and videos and content around whatever happened in MLB. And then, you know, uh, y'all see El Puigo stop by and then we'll make videos with him. You know, it was, it was awesome. And what I I just was talking about this yesterday, because now in 2021, looking at my career and looking at like what I've been able to do, it all started from that experience. It all started from 2014 being in New York in the MLB fan cave. 
That's freaking dope, man. Oh, I, I, there's a crazy thing. I remember that, man, when that thing, that whole thing happened, I was like, yo, that would be dope to do. And, you know, I, re- I never really looked too much into it, but that's dope, man. Coming from there and, 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 you know, doing all the things you're doing now, man, that, that, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, yeah. and so I also want to talk about the, the, the whole thing with the Yes Network. Um, you did the, the Garrett Cole, was it the, yeah. I forgot what you called it, but it was it was a they, funny name. But it was they came dope. up with the name because um, you 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 know how people will say like random acts of kindness, buying someone's coffee for them, right. or giving someone twenty dollars that you don't know. They right. called it fandom acts of kindness. Right, right, right. That's what it was. Yeah, and we went around just surprising Yankee fans, New Yorkers, and giving them free merch swag. Uh, we did it twice. Uh, shout out to the Yes Network. I'm so blessed to be connected with the Yes Network. As a kid growing up in Jersey, I was right. a Yankee fan and a Nets, Nets fan. fan. Right. So right, right. all year at night, seven o'clock, my TV was on the Yes Network. I never really thought that they would show me love the way they did, but right. it's simple. It's just like this. I was on Twitter. I was on Instagram. I was doing my thing. Somebody at the Yes Network put together a list of like top 10 Yankee fans to follow on Twitter. And I was in that list. Okay. Yes Network took it a step further and said, we're going to invite all these guys to a game and have them in the Yes Network suite and meet them face to face and see how they create content, see how they act, see how they move. And me, that that's my, like, I go to Yankee <laughs> Stadium 40 times a year. 2019, I, I went to 40 games. Right, so right. It was just another Yankee game for me. I show up in my jersey. I'm in the Yes Network suite, eating all the food, meeting everybody, shaking hands and you know, I make sure to shake everybody's hand, introduce right, myself, get right. everybody's name. They invited me back for another one. And I, I promise you, this is how it went down. One of the producers from the Yes Network, he said, I got an idea for you. And I said, for me? He goes, yeah, let wow. me give you my 60-second elevator pitch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. He's like, we're in New York City. The Yankees just made the postseason. We're going to run around New York with a camera crew and you – giving out jerseys, T-shirts, hats, surprising the New York Yankee fans, celebrating the Yankees going to the postseason. How's that sound? I'm like, for me, this is an idea that you have for me? Right. Yeah, let's do it. I'm like, (laughs) where I got to be? What time? We doing this right now? Tomorrow? Next week? We got it all set up, and that was the first one. So it was in the summer. No, it was in September because the Yankees had just clinched going to the postseason. We had won – uh, the American League East in 2019. We did right. that one in September. Then boom, season ends. We signed Garrett Cole. We do another one in September and it's during SantaCon. So right. there was a bunch of people out there dressed in Santa, Santa Claus, Claus hats. And I was able to roll up on them in my Yankee Santa Claus hat, my Yankee jacket and throw out stuff. And we made two moments, man. Those two moments ended up being commercials, put on social media, and it was just another thing that helped elevate me. And, you know, something I put on my resume is like, I'm a friend of the Yes Network. Like they call me a friend of the network. I've made money with the Yes Network. I'm, right. I'm in commercials now off of just being a fan online and creating a brand online. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've done some things with the Yes Network and I hope to do some more. Powered by the Enhanced Refresh technology, Ray's Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories. 
Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high quality formula to bring the customer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help push your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular and best rated energy drink on the market to date. With the phenomenal flavor profile that puts most competitors to shame. And today, I am offering you guys a special, special offer of 15% off your next order right now if you use the promo code DREAM when you check out at repsports.com. So get your raised energy drink today. And don't forget to step into the game with raised energy drink. I hope so too, man. I really hope so because that's awesome. Um, and I was talking to another guy who's really big on on social media as well, um, Giraffe Neck Mark. And um, I was talking to him and just pretty much the same thing I said to him, you know, it, it goes for you too. You guys like you, guys like Joe's, like I appreciate the hell out of what you guys are doing and what you guys have done to be where you at now. Like, Tons of respect. Doesn't matter what team you root for. All that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, what you guys are doing and what you guys have done is elevate the game of baseball, which yeah. we desperately need because we're the most we're, we're ignored on ESPN and Fox as well. Um, and and it's just one of those things where we got to change that narrative. And when Trevor Bauer came out with that and, and, and he did his whole, you know, podcast talking about how, you know, you know, guys like you, I mean, I, I, he didn't mention you guys specifically, but he had John boy on it and he was talking about you guys and what you guys are doing, you know, even John boy himself, like, like seeing everything just from start to where it's at now, bro. Hats off, man. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything. You're doing the same thing. And what I'll say is it has to start somewhere. There has to be a day where you say, I'm going to make a podcast or I'm going to edit videos or I'm just going to talk in my phone and post it every day talking about my favorite team. And when we're talking about baseball specifically, there's two things that you just made me think of. One, right, the, the MLB fan cave was created to put kids together that could create this content that we're seeing now, but they were telling us, oh, you can't do it this way, or we have a deal with Adidas, so you can't wear Nike, and make sure you're, you know, like there was a lot of rules. Right. With the way that social media and stuff has evolved, there's no rules for us. And exactly. someone like John Boy, he just takes what happens in the sports world, clips it, puts his voice on it, spins it, boom, it's a viral piece of content. With Joe's, Joe's was just recording his everyday going to the game reactions, and one of them went viral. Super viral. Mark, GiraffeNet, Mark, he's just got that personality. He just exudes yeah. that energy that right. you love to see from a baseball fan. And I, I'm a fan of NBA. I'm a fan of NFL. I played all sports growing up. But right. with baseball, baseball needs us. Baseball needs the fans Absolutely. on social media. Baseball needs even the minorities, right? A right. brother. When you're looking at Joe's, a Dominican. I'm not mm -hmm. sure what, what you are, but like. Yeah. It's all white boys. So but when it was all white boys, it makes you think that it's like a white boys club just for white boys. Right. Nah, something like we watch baseball too. We root for the Yankees too. I'm at the games too. And sometimes right. represent, well, most times representation matters 
You just need to see someone. I've had people reach out to me like, yo, I like the Yankees too, but some of my black friends, you know, they don't want to watch baseball or talk to me about baseball. And like, that's why I follow you. And I'm like, yeah, we are changing the narrative. We don't need ESPN to put us on the front of sports right. sports center. We don't need any of these outlets to talk about baseball because the fans are the ones doing it now. Absolutely. And we, you know, we are baseball, you know, and, and, and um, just to piggyback on that a little bit, you know, talking about, you know, being minorities and stuff, I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican and black. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, growing up, it, it was like, what put me on was seeing somebody right. Who, because in my, in my family, I was the only um, kid that had black in them. Right. Cause the rest of my family was just Puerto Rican. Right. So, you know, seeing Ken Griffey Jr. changed everything for me because seeing somebody who's black like I am and, you know, with his hat backwards, with the swag that he had, that absolutely, like, you know, transformed something in me and made me want to play baseball. You get what I mean? So... Me too. I'm the, I, I, exactly, right? So, you know, looking at that and 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 the reason why I'm mentioning that is because, you know, what Curtis Granderson and CeCe Sabathia are doing, um, you know, can't stress it enough, is very, very important. Going to these inner cities and, and bringing equipment and doing these things with, the, with that, you know, with that players coalition that they made... That's very, very important, you know, to, to, to bring, you know, this sport to these, you know, African-American communities and to, you know, really, you know, get, get this representation in the game because yeah. it's, it's lacking. It the, is. The Players Alliance is the, the group that they've formed it's CC, it's Curtis Granderson, Tim Anderson, Jason Hayward. Right. right. Um, and I love it. So, we're coming up on black history month next month. Right. And I have some ideas and stuff that I want to do. And I remember last year when I first came into John boy media, John boy, let me make some videos talking about the lack of African-Americans in the game. Mm -hmm. How there's only like seven or 8% black guys in the league. And that wasn't the case, right? You talk about Ken Griffey jr. But go even further back. The Hank Aaron's were the stars. Uh, when you when you go back to the Willie Mays days, right. when you go back, you can even you don't even have to go that far back. Barry Bonds, even star Derek of baseball. Derek Jeter is a black dude, even though mm -hmm. they try and say you know he's half. No, that counts. Nah, he's black. he was always listen. And for and me, he was always black. black to me. Yeah, he was always <laughs> black to me. Derek he's Jeter, a black man. dude. So representation matters so much. To see the players' alliance doing what they're doing, and now. I think there is going to be a trend of, you know, they're building these ballparks in inner cities. They're putting the money there because I hate to say it. Art imitates life. Sports imitate right. life. All it really was, it's a, it's a representation of the hood, right? In the hood, there's courts around. You can exactly. go play basketball on the court, but there is, there's no baseball field. There's no bats. There's no balls. There's no gloves. There's no Anymore. equipment to play, mm -hmm. right? So how are these guys going to get into baseball at a young age? So if we want to see a change, we need guys like CC building fields. We need guys like Curtis Granderson working with the Harlem RBI. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Teixeira isn't black, but I remember I did something in the fan cave. Right. He came to the fan cave with Harlem RBI, and I, I was just pumped to see it, man, because we will get a we will get to a better place, right? The the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Venezuelans are in the game. Right. The Latins, the Latin explosion in, in Major League Baseball has been great for the game. You look at mm -hmm. star players like Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. 
Mm -hmm. Where did they come from? Exactly. Now, if we can get more Mookie Betts, more Marcus Strowmans, mm -hmm. more Tim Andersons, yep. yeah, like that's the direction MLB needs to go. Exactly. And 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 that's something that I, you know, was stressing a lot. Um, it's specifically when um Mookie Betts got traded to the Dodgers, and then again when he signed his his big, you know, his deal. Mm -hmm. Um, to be honest, other than Giancarlo Stanton, Mookie Betts probably is one of the highest paid African-Americans in the sport of baseball. You get what I mean? So I think he's number one. I think right. he's number so one. So that, and, and the fact that ESPN or, you know, Fox sports didn't really make something of that. It didn't sit well with me because, you know, listen, LeBron James is a guy that I respect the hell out of him because of what he's done to the game of basketball as far as Trent making it so popular. You get what I mean? Because yep. people forget, like, you know, late 1990s when Jordan, you know, was on his way out, you know, the popularity of basketball was kind of like a little iffy. Like, it was in the air a little bit. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it was just really – there was really like, where are we going to go with this game once Michael Jordan is gone? Like nobody knew, right? Right. And, then and LeBron Kobe, Kobe and them emerged, but right. you know, then LeBron came after. I remember right. it, it was like an empty feeling because like that transition from Jordan to Kobe to LeBron, there was a period of time where it's like the league is different without MJ. Yeah. And, and, and what LeBron has done, you know, on and off the court. He he is one of the greatest of all time. Like I, I I'm not gonna I, I can't you can't take those accomplishments away from him because he is not the same guy as Michael Jordan. I mean it's not fair to him. So that's why I appreciate LeBron because of what he did for basketball, you know, and it's something that a lot of inner city kids, you know, you know, they can pick up a basketball and go play ball and you know on the courts and stuff like that. And he really changed the game of basketball. But we need to do that for baseball. We need to, you know, find a way to really get that done for baseball. And, you know, guys like you, guys like, you know, guys that are really, you know, representing our culture in this game, very, very, very important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, thank I appreciate you. that right there, bro. I'm, I'm going to come back to that. But uh, what I wanted to say with LeBron, right, he's always, you know, just repping kid from Akron. Right. Now, he ain't a regular kid from Akron. He is right. one of the most ridiculous athletes we've ever seen. He's 6'8", right. 260. Like, right. that ain't a regular kid. Right, But right, Mookie, right. Betts, Mookie Betts is 5'9", 170 pounds. Right. That's a regular kid. That's us that's walking a, around. That's a regular dude. That's a, that could be any one right. of us. And, and, they, and it's funny you said you wish that you saw more about it, right? It was like a couple days, oh, Mookie signs this contract. And, and then it was they gone. But, but Patrick Mahomes signs his contract and everybody, oh my God, Pat Mahomes, 450. Oh, did you see the con? Mm -hmm. And this and was a like, baseball, he was, listen, people forget, like his dad was a baseball player, played for the Mets, yeah. played for a bunch of teams. This the guy kid was, was a baseball groomed. Guy. This kid was groomed to be a pro. We knew he was going to get paid. He won the Super Bowl and MVP in his first two seasons. Right. Cool. We all know him. Everybody knows him. Mookie is the story of a, a 5'9 black guy that was good at every sport, but right. chose baseball. Exactly. He now has two World Series rings with two different franchises. Celebrate that man. And I, I definitely will. Absolutely. When, when it comes, when it comes to like, you know, giving credit to guys like me, I appreciate it because like I I make a conscious effort to right. want like intertwine 
like hip hop into baseball. And, yeah. Fashion into baseball mm-hmm. style, even like, you know, just the way we speak, the culture, the swag, the, the, the lingo, right. You know, with pinstripe strong, our thing is, yo, we're seriously not serious. Of course we're serious. We have a successful podcast, but we're not serious about baseball or about talking about baseball the way these people are. Well, the Yankees are exploring the off-season options right. for <laughs> right. No, we're like, yo, what the fuck are the Yankees doing, man? Like, right. like you know, we're talking we're talking about it the way we would talk amongst ourselves. And right. I think the culture is reflecting in that and that is attracting more people. I promise you I have people that have messaged me and said, I like listening to y'all talk about the Yankees. That other stuff is right. boring. Like I like you guys' vibe because we also go into WWE, mm-hmm. anime, music. Exactly. Like, and that's, yeah. listen, and that is the beauty of it, man. And we need more, we need more of it. We need more of it because it's very, very important, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, and that's my message to these, you know, these big time, you know, big leaguers and stuff like that. Like, you know, invest in, in, in things like this, like, you know, they see, you know, guys like, you know, me and you and, and, and guys like us really trying to build a brand and build something, you know, that's something that I'm pretty sure they definitely can get behind, you know? I mean, CC Sabathia is another guy who, you know, listen, all right, I might not be a Yankee fan. I might have a little bit of disdain for them, but I 100% appreciate CC Sabathia because of the competitor he was and the way he just went about balling. You get what I mean? Despite everything he had to deal with, because I saw his documentary, great documentary, by the way, I recommend it to anybody yeah, you know, who hasn't seen it, go watch it now. But despite all that, Guy was an ultimate competitor, went out there like a dog and did the work. You get what I mean? So, and that's why people love him and appreciate him in New York City. And he did it consciously knowing that he is one of few black guys to ever do it. He's exactly. the last member added to the black aces, right? Mm-hmm. The black aces are the starting pitchers in MLB that have won 20 games. I think there's like 13 of them. Right. Um, maybe a little more. I'm, I'm, I'm not certain. I know I did a video on it. I'm not sure. Yeah. The- he like, he talked to, he talked about it a little bit in his documentary, but he mentioned the, 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 mo- the main names, right. That like the top thing, like the top three was uh, Bob Gibson, Ferguson Jenkins and him. I mean, to be put up there with those names is, you get what I mean? And um, now that Major League Baseball is finally going to start recognizing the Negro Leagues as a major league, uh, I mean, timing, I mean, thank you. I mean, I appreciate that because that's important. I want to be able to show my son who these guys were, you know what I'm saying? And to be able to do that now and be proud of it, not think of it like, you know, it was just separate, you know, yep. but equal, you know, that separate, but equal, I just, it, that it just cringes me, but now no, we're all the same now. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. With CC. So it was, there's 15 guys. I think CC was just the last or most recent guy right. added to that list. And, um, with the Negro leagues, I actually like, now you're making me, I'm probably going to do some research and get ready for black <laughs> history month to hit these baseball Yo, fans with, do some, it, with Listen, some black do history it. month facts. Cause last year I was researching the Negro leagues. And one of the questions that I put out there was what happened to some of these guys, right? right. What, or what, like people need to know like what time frame there were players playing in the Negro leagues that couldn't break into MLB. Like some of these guys were stars. They were superstars where they went in right. the black communities, 
mm-hmm. even in the white communities, right? right? The Kansas City Monarchs. Some of these guys were legit stars, but they weren't given that respect because of their skin color. And now, all these years later, they just celebrated, what, 100 years right? since the Negro Leagues? Now they're saying, okay, the Negro League records will be official MLB records, records. as they should be. It's, right. it's long overdue. Long, long, long overdue, and I appreciate that, and I love that. Um, and that, and that's that's a great thing. But I want to talk a little bit more about how you and uh, got together with John Boy to do this, you know, with the Talking Nets and you know the the Pinstripe Strong. I know you talked about the Pinstripe Strong a little bit, and um, you know, I spoke to Joe's about how that whole thing came together, and that's pretty dope. You know, three three guys of color really talking about the Yankees is is dope. But uh, how did that whole thing came about with you and John Boy and you know bringing up the Talking Nets? So honestly, like I said, everything in 2019 and the 2019 season, uh, I had a hell of a season. God is good. I, I just was able to go to 40 Yankee games in the Bronx. I also went to London. I went to L.A. and saw the Yankees play against the Dodgers. Right. So I kind of became like the guy on the scene. Like Keith is going to be at the big games. Keith is going to be in the stadium. He's going to be Snapchatting from the stadium. He's going to be tweeting from the stadium. Right. Um, I used to do these unboxing videos where I unbox the bobblehead. I'm the first one to show you. Boom. This is a Glaber mm-hmm. Torres bobblehead. Uh, I used to do post game recaps. All right. The Yankees won three, one. So basically what I'm saying is I was already building uh, my following using my social media skills, knowledge, video editing, and my personality where I was building online and I had already, I met Joe's back in 2017 before he went viral Mm -hmm. and John boy, I didn't get to meet until 2019, but we all kind of just linked as friends and as people that all do the same thing and root for the same team. So when the end of the 2019 season came, I used to do this. um, I used to do this other Yankee podcast that I walked away from and I had already made friends with Jimmy and Jake. I saw them at Yankee Stadium. I got their numbers. And when the season ended, I said, listen, you guys already, they brought Joe's McFly and Pinstripe Strong on before they brought me. Right. I was like, you already brought in Joe's. Joe's is the bro. Like that's the homie for the last three years, you know, running into him at the stadium. Like I've been supporting him. I remember I even told him what mic to buy for his podcast when he first started before (laughs) I was on it. Right. And John Boy was receptive to it. John Boy knew that he had, the infrastructure, the business, like investors and people behind him, backing him that were going to make the business bigger, right. but he needed the talent and he needed the like, you know, people to be like, Hey, we're, we're John boy media. We're with you too. So he brought me and Joe's on. He brought me in. And the first couple of days talking to John boy, he was like, listen, man, I can't pay you yet. We're not there yet. Right. But like, that's like an internship or like, that's just a like, show me what you can do type of thing. And I, right. I literally said to him, I remember I was in his apartment last year in Harlem when the like news broke about the Astros and he put the video out and he, I actually right. was in his apartment. He was, he was on a call with a uh, Houston radio station about it. Mm-hmm. And my words to him were, listen, bro, I see where all this is going. I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge sports fan, but more than that, I'm a hard worker. Right. I said, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to add so much value that you're going to have to pay me. You're going to have to pay me for just being around. Right. Like, right. I'm like, you're going to see what I bring to the table and you right. will make sure that you're you're paying me to stay around. And that's what happened. So uh, not long after that, I did come in on like, uh, you know, like a trial basis. But not long right. after that, I was full time. Right. And what people don't know about me when they see me online is that I worked in the corporate world 
for MTV, uh, like when I came out of the fan cave, MTV wow. used to shoot a TV show at the fan cave called Off the Bat. It used to come on MTV too on like Tuesday nights, like 10.30. Right. right. But somebody from MTV saw me in the fan cave, I guess just saw how I moved, how I interact with people, how I carried myself. When I applied to the MTV social media coordinator role, that's all it took. It took one person to recognize MLB fan cave, Keith McPherson, Yankee fan in the fan. Oh, I remember this guy. Let's bring him in for an interview. Crushed the interview. And from there, I worked at MTV for two and a half years. I worked at Fubo TV for a year. I worked at Rock Nation for a couple months. And then I said, all right, I'm going to start building my own name, my own brand, mm -hmm. my own stuff. And when people see me, they don't realize, like, I learned how to do social media. I learned how to edit videos. I learned all this stuff in the corporate world, and I'm using it how I'm using it. So that helped me with John Boy, too. John Boy's like, we're bringing you on full time. Can you help us with the social media? I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes for John Boy Media to help the company grow. Right. I'm not just on camera. Right. Like, I have kind of like a hybrid position where, yeah, I'm talent. Yeah, you see me in videos and on podcasts, but behind the scenes, I'm scheduling videos. I'm making posts. I'm sending tweets. I'm making sure we're good on the back end. And I've been doing that for the last year. 2020 was a wild year, but John Boy Media, we won. We grew. We're taking on more podcasts. Absolutely. We have more ideas and things that are coming out. And I just feel blessed and thankful that I landed here. Because there was a point of time not long ago where I was driving Lyft. I was doing Uber Eats deliveries. I worked in a restaurant for like two months when I left the corporate world and I was taking a chance on myself to say, okay, I can't be in a corporate office 50 hours a week. I can work at a restaurant for six hours in a night and then go home and edit. And you know, I, what I needed was to be able to uh, go to the Yankee Stadium, go to the games. I needed to be available if the Yes Network says, we need you to shoot with us tomorrow. Right. I needed, I needed to be available. Uh, right. That was my best, uh, my, best, um, my best skill was that I was not working full-time and I was available. So fast forward to now, I'm full-time with John Boy Media and we're doing the thing. That's dope, man. Um, that's, I mean, listen, more, more props, more power to you, man. Like, look. This is, again, like I've mentioned before, this is something that um, I'm very prideful about because I love baseball. It's, it's been in my blood since, you know, I was a little baby, you know, and this is, this is everything. And, you know, to see guys like me go out there and do something they love and, and get that kind of, like, reward for it, you know what I'm saying, is, is that's awesome, man. Just, like, just yeah. to see where John Boy was that before the whole Houston Astros thing popped off and, you know, like, you know, just watching his videos, crying, laughing, bro, crying, laughing. Cause a guy just, you know, without even trying is mm -hmm. funny. You get what Natural. I mean? And that's the yep. thing about him. Right. But to see where things went after the Houston Astros thing popped off and he didn't, he didn't act cocky. He didn't, you know, he wasn't being pompous about it. He just like, listen, I got an opportunity. I'm a grind. And I saw that from afar and appreciating that. And I'm like, listen, I got some tools here. I got a computer. I got a camera. I got a mic. I got things here. You know what? Let me go ahead and talk about something that I love so much. And I'm here now, you know what I'm saying? Because of you guys, because of stuff that you guys have done. And that's why I wanted to, you know, bring you on here and I, and I brought some of the other people on here because of that. And I've been able to do 
uh, had uh, Nelson Figueroa on the show. And, um, you know, he's won Emmys for the Mets on SNY. And he's pitched for the Mets. He's pitched for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Coming off that interview, I was literally almost in tears because it's like, bro, I've done music. Been trying to go deep in the music world. Was not successful in that. I did some music too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've seen a little bit of your skills. Um, also, you know, played baseball. Went as far as college, but that first year didn't really go far. I was uninspired. I was out of shape. I walked on, made the team because I had the skill, but they saw someone who was just uninspired, unmotivated, and really just didn't care about his body. And they, what is anybody going to do? They're going to let me go. And that's what happened, you know? And I don't regret it because I needed that. I needed that kick in the butt to really see, like, listen, you got to really motivate yourself to do something, you know? And, you know, I went out there, got on the president's list, had a freaking 3.8 GPA that year. And that was because I was angry because I got let go from the baseball team in college. And it was yeah. like, bro, that's crazy. But again, everything you guys have done has, has, has really opened my eyes into, you know what, just create, create, create. Like, and th those are things that I see you say all the time. John Boy says it all the time. All you guys are fuzzy. All you guys say that all the time. Create, create, create. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the people because this, for me, when I decided to do the podcast, it was like, I'm going to treat this like the field of dreams. Build it and they'll come. And that's why I'm like, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be myself. That's why I call the show The Work because that's, that's a little thing, you know, being from New York, that's the kind of lingo we use, you know what I'm of saying? Course. Whenever you want to play Madden with the boys, you'll come get this work. You get what I mean? And that's, that's where that came from. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it and I'm going to create this, you know? But again, it's thanks to you guys and things that you guys have done. And you got something here, bro. I love the title. I love the concept. And like, that's what it takes. The work. It's about the work you put in. Exactly. Don't be fooled. John Boy is one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. The dude does not it. stop. Like, he's one of the best video editors I've ever seen. He's always thinking about the next thing. He goes to sleep and wakes up thinking about what needs to be worked on and done. What to create, right? You talked about creating. Fuzzy. Right. John Boy, me. I always say, create what there is not. And I also tell people all the time. Do not worry about the numbers. Do not right. worry about your audience. Because if you spend too much time worrying about who's watching you and who's not watching you, you're not going to be putting in the work. Exactly. Create. Put in the work. Don't be so afraid and worried. Now, talking about you specifically, you're well-spoken. You just said you had a 3.8 GPA. You're smart. You're a former athlete. You played the game. Mm -hmm. You're a former musician, or I don't know if you rapped or produced. You know that right. game. Now you're finally, it seems, bringing all of those things together. This is the start of something, bro. Yeah. Don't let anybody discourage you. Do what your heart tells you. Do what your, what, what your gut tells you, your instinct tells you. If it tells you, reach out to Keith McPherson, reach out to Keith McPherson, see if Keith McPherson will come on, and then whoever else you want to come on, man. We are all just figuring this stuff out. And we right. all struggled at different points. John Boy used to do Uber Eats deliveries. He delivered for uh, Domino's for a little bit. John Boy was living out of his mom's house off of $500 a week when he quit his job. Right. It takes time. It takes work. People are going to hate on you. People are going to not support you. Your own friends and family are going to not support you and not care about what you're doing. Right. But it starts in here. You're going to have a feeling in your heart and in your gut about what you're doing, about how to make it better, 
you're going to wake up in the morning and go to sleep thinking about it, go towards that. And it'll come, it'll come. It takes time. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened overnight for any of us. We all were working. Joe's had a full YouTube of vlogs before he went viral. John boy was working on his video editing skills and building his brand. And people were telling him in the beginning, who asked you to do this? Don't quit your day job. How are you going to make money off this baseball stuff that you love doing? Man, look where we're at in 2021. It's our world now. All like, all like 2020 leveled the playing field. Right. Where as long as you got Zoom, a microphone, stuff like this, like we're it's no on. different than we're looking at ESPN. These guys are zooming in. Right. We're looking at we're looking at MSG. These guys are zooming in. Like right. it leveled the playing field. Look at look at my setup. When I moved, I was like, all right, boom. I was in a one-bedroom apartment. When I moved, I was like, I need to have a studio set up for podcasts, live streams, Zoom interviews, sports content, whatever, where I can right. come in this room and lock in. And that's what I'm doing, man. And I, I'm you're, you're motivating me. You're inspiring, <laughs> inspiring me to do more just for the fact that you've seen some of my moves and brought me on your podcast, right? And right. this is the beginning for you. And, and, I, and I hope it, it blows up so that I can look back and say, y'all was one of the first, first people to work. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope, man. No, for real, for real, man. I, and I appreciate that. And what, what I attribute that to as well is just Kobe. Um, and that's really what kicked my ass and really got me to do this. Um, you know, Kobe was an inspiration to all of us, you know, and when he passed away, I took that to heart, like for real, for real. Like I cried so did, for a couple so of days. I. It was, it was probably one of the toughest things I had to go through. And that, you know, he wasn't, the guy doesn't even know me. You get what I mean? And nah, but we, that, man, that we grew just, up with Kobe bro. And the exactly. mama mentality, man, that's what, right. that's what crushed me too, because he showed you how to work. He showed you the work that he put in. We exactly. all knew that about him and he was great. And he was just stepping into the next stage of his greatness mm-hmm. and building other things for us to see his greatness and his life was cut short by an accident. And yeah, that was rough for me too, bro. I think it was rough for a lot of people. And, and oddly enough, it inspired some people to make a change or, or go for something or, mm-hmm. you know, apply that Kobe Mamba mentality to their everyday life. Little did we know, uh, t- 2020 would be a disaster year, Everything. but a lot of people still thrived and, and mm-hmm. progressed and, and won in 2020, myself included. And it started with having to feel th- that pain we felt with Kobe, like, man, right. you can't take one of our heroes like this. Like right. if, if Kobe can go, anybody can Dang. go. Exactly. Every day is not promised. You need right. to be getting the most out of these days every single day that you get to breathe on this planet. And I think a lot of people are doing that. That's true, man. That's, that's, look, that's what got me here. You know, it's like, you know what? I have to just take something from him. If it's anything, if his life meant anything to anyone in this world, you have to take something from him and, and apply that to your life. And one of the things he always said was you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take shoot your shot. And that's what I've done with every single interview I've gotten. It's like the worst they could say is no, or the yep. worst they could do is just leave me on red. It's fine. I'll move on to the next one and I'll keep going and I'll keep going and I'll keep going. But again, like I said, man, thank you so much for coming on the show and, 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 you know, just giving me some of your insight and, 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 you know, bringing me into your world and, and, and telling me a lot of stories about your come up and how you, you know, blew up in this game. And um, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for 
coming on this show. Bro, I appreciate you when when you were messaging me. I think I saw your tweet, but I I didn't get back to it because sometimes my like my mentions and stuff like the right, right. be gone. And then I think you messaged me on IG, and I was like, oh boom, this is the same dude. Cool. And I asked you, so what are we talking about? I, you know, I don't know if we were right. talking about basketball, baseball, Yankees, Mets, whatever it might be. And you're like, we just want to talk about you. And I'm like, oh, I don't even have to prep for that. And no, yeah. I started looking at your Instagram a little bit and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, hopefully I can, you know, share some of my story and it'll not just motivate you or inspire you, motivate and inspire anybody who's listening. Because right. like I said, it has to start somewhere. We all start from somewhere. I've been around celebrities i've been around nobodies i've been the same i've had money in my pocket i've been down bad overdrawn and i've been the same right you need to be the same person throughout failure and success as long as your character is good and your work ethic is good you will win it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. when it's coming it's on the way you will win i promise you that right man thank you so much i appreciate that um and uh definitely if you guys are, you know, looking for a podcast to listen to, jump on that John Boy Media, listen to that Pinstripe Strong, listen to that Talking Nets if you're a Net fan, because they're going to be good this year. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to run deep in the playoffs. We hope. Um, I'm, just hoping my, I'm just hoping my Knicks are there with y'all. So Bro, we can just, you I, know, listen. I watched, nah, I watched that Jazz game because we just played the Jazz. Right. And I'm like, the Knicks got a few guys. And the way y'all closed that game last night – you know, they, talking Knicks, talking Knicks, they got a joke where they play Amari Stoudemire where he says the Knicks are back. The Knicks oh, are back. and I'm I like, love it. I love it. Bro. I see <laughs> I'm that like, yo, but the Knicks actually, like, this is not a fluke after you've seen eight games. Not they right. got a head coach and knows what he's doing. Teams. They're beating top and, teams. And I was just about to say, they're not just competing with the top teams. They're finishing games. That's a problem the Nets had a couple years back. I'm like, right. we're competing with teams, but we're not finishing the game. So the end result is an L. Right. The Knicks are winning. They're starting to look like a competitive NBA team and potentially a force. So I hope it just You goes. guys got – you got your, your top pick on the bench, like – and he hasn't even really played. He, yeah, exactly. I just, I, I just hope, you know. But, again, man, if you guys are listening – Go ahead, jump on those podcasts. Go listen to it because it's, listen, it's dope, man. Listen, if you're a Yankee fan, if you're a Nets fan, I mean, you ain't going to get nothing better anywhere else. So just jump on that because it's for fans, by the fans, and it's the best you can get, authentic and real. You get what I mean? So if you guys are listening, go jump on those podcasts. Again, thank you for jumping on this show, man. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me. So there you have it. Keith McPherson, great dude, awesome dude to talk to, man. So many things that uh, he, so many good talking points, talking about the the African-American presence in Major League Baseball and how Major League Baseball needs to be a little bit more fun and how we want to work on making baseball fun again. Um, so he, he had some great things um, to talk about and a great backstory and uh, appreciate his time on the show. Uh, just like we do any guest, um, just to hear their experiences. That's what we bring to you guys. Experiences and, 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 and humble beginnings from people in the game of baseball and all sports. And um, thank you guys for tuning in every week. And I appreciate it. Don't forget to get your 15% off your Raise Energy Drink today if you use promo code DREAM 
at repsports.com. Don't forget to step into the game with Ray's Energy Drink. And don't forget to listen to us on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast today. And lastly, don't forget to get this work.